Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Butch. Welcome to episode 139. We have been to the cinema to watch The Haunting in Venice. Our movie from the vault is Hal High. And we've got a special secret for our something to scream about to treat you guys. Or should I say treat? Or should I say dog treat you guys? <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are you, man? Why are you, made a Mr. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, Mr. Paul, Paul Stevens, a.k.a. Geordie Paul, is, uh, is not here today. God rest his soul. He's still alive. <laughs> Again. He's be yeah. sorely missed on this episode, but I've 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 got his review for uh the move from the vault, so that should be interesting to read out. Sorry, right, he's getting punished. He's having, he's gonna have a punishment for uh next episode, so I hope when he's listening to this he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> so the HR department will be in contact. Yes, indeed. As your sickness level is reached to to two now <laughs> in one year never miss an episode so <laughs> there we go anyway um what have you been up You'll to be back soon what have you been what, watching what, what have you I've been, been watching, watching? Oh, we're, gonna to, we're going old school in this one mate we haven't done this for a bit it's just me and you it's all good i know it's a bit weird isn't it zomblogalypse <laughs> i haven't watched that yet unfortunately but i did and it's not strictly horror, but I watched um, the movie Babylon. Oh, okay. It has horror elements in it. It's, it's, it's pretty weird. It's got, uh, yeah, it's got a very film noir sort of style. Wow. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it basically shows you Hollywood in it, all its fame and glory from the start and then shows the kind of underbelly of... Um, kind of hollywood which was quite interesting i really liked it i mean we had a little talk about it didn't we like mm. how how it starts off really light and we loved the first half and then we weren't very in, in like you know we were probably put off by a second half because it is quite depressing <laughs> but but i think like as we said i think it's because it's supposed to but i i really enjoyed that i thought it was really good what about you what have you been watching well, I got a few. Um, I watched Sisu. Um, you watched it, yeah? What did you think? Absolutely loved it. Um, it was... It got, this one got a cinema release. Um, it's... It was short, it? but yeah. Yeah. Is it Finnish, I think? It's not... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's said it's Finnish, but it's English language, right? Yeah. Which is weird. So, this is sort of um, very... Uh, we, I, I know I had this chat with Paul, but it's, it is a Nazi exploitation movie. You know, mm. it's got that sort of grindhouse um, view. It's very quick. It's um, it's not very long. It's only 91 minutes. And the action is just from start to finish of just this Russian, ex-Russian soldier just trying to get some gold back to his town. And mm. the Nazis are on his fucking tail. <laughs> And they do. It does not end well for them. <laughs> so gory. Yeah, really gory. Very good. I very much enjoy this one. Um, bit light. Watched, uh, uh, you know, Goosebumps 2. Haunted Halloween. Someone's got it. <laughs> yeah. There. 
So there we go. Enough about that. Um, the little things which just popped on Netflix. I don't know. I think it's um, 2021. It's got Denzel, Jared Leto, and Rami Malek in. It's very, yeah. um, very on the lines of Seven um, in, in its sort of approach, I would say. I mean, the acting is incredible. It is really, really stand up. But because it was just a bit bleh, a bit meh in some respects. But the acting is just spot on. Those three together are great. And Jared Leto, again, in that, like, degrading role. Fantastic. More more from him, you know, in that sort of Joker-esque, psychopathic, dirty roles. Love <laughs> to see more of that. Um, there was one that popped up on we talked about it popped up on disney plus called and it's been everywhere a lot of people are watching this one no one will save you um i've actually watched this as well now you have so it's fantastic it stars caitlin dever as pretty much the the lead and the driving force behind this movie um and it's her versus an alien invasion into her into her home which somehow such a strange movie though isn't it it's just yeah. like I was like, I goes, oh, okay, I'll give it a try because I've seen like everybody kind of talking about it, and I didn't realise it's it's like there's no speech, which is so clever. No, like, yeah, I know. The, I think the, there's one line in the whole like film. Like a quiet place, it plays with sound very well. Yeah, yeah. The aliens you see kind of front up, they're quite interesting looking. Um, CGI is a little bit ropey on on the aliens. Some of them are really good. Some of them are like I don't know if it's part practical, part CGI, but the CGI stuff I thought was a little bit let down. I, I don't know if that's in, intentional though. It but it's still, but it still had a sort of very cat and mouse horror element to it, which was at times quite creepy. And body uh, snatches. Yeah, body snatches. De- yeah, definitely. Um, the ending. <laughs> Yeah, was, I I don't know. I'm like I don't know what. Still, the fuck. shrug. Let us know what you think because I ain't got a clue. Um, yeah, let's, let's not spoil it. <laughs> no, but that was uh, it was um it was a weird one. So worth a watch though. I thought I was very impressed. Very, very unique, and you know, Caitlin Dever who has been in like Dope Sick, Booksmart, which which oh, was. that's where I recognise her from. Yeah, Booksmart. So I'm trying to wrap my brains of where <laughs> I've seen her before, and I was like, I recognise her. I recognise her. She's incredible and like a good little role for her to get her teeth into and then move on. She's going to do more and more. Yeah, I very much uh, enjoyed this bad boy. But yeah, I think that's um, that's me, me lot. I mm. think we move on to some news. Hopefully you've got some from uh, from our from our TikTok. Um, well, a couple yeah. of bits. Go on and you go. You, you shoot, mate. Shoot. Smile two. Is headed to our theaters in for Halloween 2024. Exciting, exciting. Well, well, I think that was the from a I think a 220 million or something it took from a very low budget horror like last year. So there was a, it was inevitable. Um, and yeah, okay, we 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 did a review on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it's okay. It was okay. So we're, we're going to get a sequel. Um, so and a sort of very exciting poster because it's due out in the next couple of months, I think, and I don't know when. I think it's soon. Uh, Ty West, Maxine, and the A24 movie, the last in the sort of trilogy of um, of this whole Pearl X Maxine 
the poster looks amazing um, i can't wait for that very 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 80s in its look and and set so yeah very excited about that um yeah that's probably it matt have you got much well i've i've seen the um basically remember that horror we we spoke about it lives inside which yes is, looks really good um basically it's smashed it in the us obviously it's out there already and not out here which is really annoying but it's done really really well and apparently the reviews that come out for it is is absolutely raving about it so i really can't wait to see that so that that's quite good you know when we're going to get a uk release or anything <sighs> i don't know i think it's bef- i think it's november i think it's going to be november i know it's released in america in november so no doubt we'll get it here late again but never mind uh, but yeah i'm looking forward to that one the other bit of news that's quite quite big how do you feel about another Halloween reboot then, mate? <laughs> I don't. The elephant in the room, we've got to address it. Do you think it's A, like a lot of the influencers saying, tip me upside down and shake me and watch all the money fall out of my pockets, bombs on seats, or is this genuine? I'm not buying. I'm like, I was always Friday the 13th boy. Um, Halloween, the first one is amazing. Season of the Witch is fantastic. The rest of them, I could kind of take or leave. The reboot of the franchise uh, with um, the latest three have been nostalgia, but media mediocre at best. It's um. So it's is it is it moving studios? Yeah, because it basically the rights came up and somebody's bought them. So, I mean, a couple of things I've seen that's written about it. Halloween can finally return to John Carpenter's original franchise plan after 40 years and five reboots. So maybe John Carpenter's a bit more involved. Don't know. Don't know, mate. We'll see. Well, we shall see, won't we? We shall see. Yeah, and we'll go and watch it because we can't help it. Wow. One thing we definitely will be watching, whether it comes on streaming or at the cinema, is Hell House LLC Origins of the Carmichael Manor that looks creepy as fuck. Yeah, man. You're going to be definitely hiding behind your coat or your hoodie in this one. I think I've only seen one. Is there, how many are there? It's like... there's, I think there's three. This is the fourth. Right, okay. They're fucking freaky, man. They really freak me out. The one I watched, though. Oh, the first one is no. by far, <laughs> by far the scariest. One of the scariest films I've seen um it's yeah it's, it's it's crazy cool we well we welcome that and there's one more thing i want to talk about uh that i saw a trailer for um that looks really really good um it's called shaky shivers shaky um, shivers eh? yeah this is it's, it looks like a werewolf movie werewolf stroke zombie movie um really tongue-in-cheek looks really funny but the, it's crazy the person who directed it is from fast and furious is um sung kang from fast and furious he's been in those movies apparently he's a massive massive horror fan like die hard um and he wants to like remake the freddy movies and stuff like that brilliant um, yeah crazy but the trailer yeah, nice. looks really really good yeah i saw the trailer it looked fantastic very One fresh werewolf down that <laughs> so yeah that's me done for the news coolio all right Should we let's... um crack on to our main review
Everyone who ever lived here falls victim to some tragedy. Like her daughter a year ago. My daughter was my whole life. To hear her voice again, I would give all I have. In post-World War II Venice, Poirot. Poirot. I think, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you should go back and do this in a French accent. I really can't do that. <laughs> uh, Have try. a go. Uh, in post-World War II Venice, Poirot, now retired and living in his own exile. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you've offended our French listeners. <laughs> Cool. Reluctantly attends a seance, but when one of the guests is murdered, it is up to the former detective to once again uncover the killer. Now, this is Kenneth Branagh's third outing. Correct. Um, we had Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express, the classics. He sings uh, the theme tune. Is <laughs> in the film. This is <laughs> not the title of the book, though, is it? No, I think the book's called something like One Hallows Eve or it's Halloween, Halloween Eve Party. Evening or party, yeah. Halloween Party. Uh, it's like literally a Halloween party. <laughs> the, the the very well-known Agatha Christie Poirot book. But, you know, let's get a good chunk of horror into um, the franchise. Why the fuck not? I mean, Kenneth Branagh's, you know, yeah, does everything, like you said, <laughs> for this. We haven't got a massive cast i feel like we have with the others jamie yeah, the others were huge yeah they? jamie dorman oh, we've got well obviously we've got michelle yo um who's who's a fantastic tina fey and um yeah kelly riley from eden lake Ooh, what's up? Mm. <laughs> um and that little jude hill who probably steals the show in this one let's be honest he's from um uh, that belfast that we watched Oh, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah. And oh. he said he was going to do something, you know, next. And he, he fucking delivered. He did deliver in this one, to be fair. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you know, I don't know whether this was possibly rec- um, filmed like the tail end of COVID or something. And that's why maybe it wasn't such, you know, a big cast. I don't know. Like, but um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we meet Poirot. He's retired in Venice, eating pastries. Pissing, you know, got a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, a double-R bodyguard that just literally, Lord. which is, it, this fun, this film had very funny moments, like laugh yeah. out loud moments, like literally uh, his bodyguard clotheslining someone off of the, a bridge. It was quite funny. Well, he clotheslines um, a stalk, uh, one of one of the people are trying to help him out, and then he 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 knocks someone into the the Venice yeah. Canal. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Literally, just knocks him. Don't give a shit. Just knock him in the river. So we meet him here, and he's obviously had enough, and he just wants to give up. And then then he kind of has a knock at the door. That how I can gather is one of his old time friends that is a novelist that is trying to drag him back into another investigation yeah he's easily manipulated and this is tina fey's character Ar- 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 and um 
she's just i didn't really it was a bit to be honest like the story side of it like you know the, it was flimsy the whole, <laughs> it was it was a bit weak um and like i got, got lost with like all the conversations and the explanations because it was just like not interesting i think but like the set was jesus christ yeah the, what do they call it what's it called that thing it's not a house is it is it a piazza or something piazza yeah Piazza. I don't know. Is that what it's, it's like called? Fucking huge. Massive kind place. of like floating mansion that is just absolutely beautiful on it. It was just like the architecture, the set dressing, the lighting. Um the way this film was really strange. It was like there was loads of like really weird angled shots, like it was from below, and then there was ones from above looking down on like I don't know whether it's like because when they were talking to the child, it was like making him look a bit smaller. And it was just like really, really strangely shot. They did a bit of POV as well. I mean, they they played on that sort of horror element. They did kind of try and uh, challenge challenge you with it, with, you know, the ghosts and the seances and the fake seance and all this sort of stuff. I mean, we basically find the story is like, OK, so the owner of this piazza, her daughter has uh potentially committed suicide the year before so we get michelle yo who's like a median and she is basically being brought in to sort of you know do a seance contact dead and poirot's there to kind of disprove it that's correct yeah in a nutshell and then it's like it goes on from there and then some more deaths happen like whilst we're in there and Poirot is kind of like um, a, a little bit discombobulated because of the, the, the situation, should we say, even though we know what's going to happen. He's going to figure it all out and they're all going to stand in a room. Blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he knew he knows. Obviously, he goes in there knowing 100 percent that this is not any kind of ghost or thing because he doesn't believe in that all that. And he, he says that from the get go. And, and it's like. um it's 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 a weird one in it because it's like all through the film they are directing they're kind of making you misstep thinking oh is it actually a ghost or isn't it a ghost or you know there's there's explanations for it and then there's not explanations for something else uh there's poirot seeing things like literally hearing things Mm um yeah i mean for for me it started it starts it started off really interesting for me but it kind of kind of dragged on a bit towards the end for me it was just the opposite for me i mean it sort of didn't really care too much for the start as it untangled oh really a little bit more interested (laughs) because i just thought it was going to take a bit of a different turn when it didn't and it was for me it's kind of like wow it's kind of i kind of saw the ending coming it's kind of see i found myself not caring uh about the ending and i just i didn't really feel that i was trying to guess it wasn't interested enough to guess who was like the killer or who who was doing it or what was going on i was just sort of like okay this is stuff happening (laughs) i don't know i mean it's like obviously all the poirot like previous Poirot's is obviously it's all set in a confined confined kind of spaces like the first one's a train second one's a, a boat 
and then obviously this is a, a stranded house because they're stranded obviously let's not forget that there he locks them in there and there's a big storm so they can't leave and you know which is which is fair you know the the, the you know they've got to make the story work um but i don't know it's it's, it's kind of a weird one. I like I like the bit where he that he nearly gets fucking drowned. Yeah. Apple bobbing. <laughs> that was that was pretty full on. Like literally, he literally nearly gets killed, which is interesting. Yeah, definitely. There was like you know, and the and the murder itself, like you know, who who gets murdered? Um, we won't tell you. But like uh, you know, that the way it was positioned in the scene and the gore and um the way it was done very cool there's some uh, really jump out moments as well like there's a, yeah. a, a lot of noise like the sound effects were very clever very loud I, I jumped at least two or three times yeah creepy-esque and ghostly sort of very woman in black sort of thing but it was one that you could probably take your you know your teenage daughter well, yeah, it's, it's to it. 12 wasn't it mm-hmm. i didn't realize it was 12 i thought it was at least been a 15 but obviously with the watching the content it wasn't that bad really yeah very gateway horror but you know not that's not in a, in a negative way i would say definitely going worth with having an explore of it uh, yeah i mean it's one of those isn't it it's like we debated whether we were going to do it for the podcast um but it definitely falls in the remit of, of horror 100 uh, yeah it, it is it is their their, their horror the horror one definitely <laughs> Mm. but horror whodunit is still a whodunit and i don't know there's only so many of those that i could sort of like really sort of needs to get me um and this one didn't that the story element not so much but the stuff around it like the cinematography and all all the the gubbins that came with it was like was really cool to watch so it was a good movie to watch but i just felt the story was a bit Mm. lackluster <laughs> there's some really like there's some really good use of of the house and stuff as well like the starting bit where they they kind of used the the sheets and did like um kind of puppets behind the sheets and all that sort of stuff well that was really clever and eerie and that's why i liked it so much at the start i thought oh it's really got a, a horror edge to it and it just kind of started off really horror and then just start, and I, and I understand because it's just got to go into that kind of, it's got to be a whodunit at the end of the day. So I understand. But I just really like the horror elements of it and the, the masks and, and all the sets were fucking brilliant. Really, really brilliant. But yeah, definitely go check it out. Uh, maybe when it comes out on streaming or something like that. Yeah, yeah, don't waste your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why not, eh? It's a good, you know, good date movie. It is a good date movie. If you're fucking in there on a date, though, you shut the fuck up when you're watching this. Oh, mate, that, that did ruin it for me. There was two people <laughs> chatting. Well, one bloke chatting the whole way through it, pretty much. Annoying. Whatever. That was, took you up. Maybe that took me out of it. Um, there we go. But yeah, quick, quick whistle stop on that one, really. So not too much to say. What would you give this if you had to put a number on it rating wise? I'd probably give it a six out of ten. I think six is fair like mm. it's definitely sort of one to go I, I do like this whole Kenneth Branagh thing but we'll see if that's he's done three now mm. this was like we'll see if there's any more I mean there's obviously loads of fucking books <laughs> and we like Hugo and Pirou my awful French accent 
<laughs> okay, A Haunting in Venice. Uh, Agatha Christie, Poirot, the great detective horror that we got to look at and watch. Right, on to the next one. Let's get a bit more fucking gore, shall we? Let's see some just some blood, some traps. So we um, we are going to be watching Saw 10, Saw X, which looks very nasty. Brings it back to the start of the franchise. Yes. Um, let's hope that this one is full of... Um, it's horror porn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we're going to see lots of blood and squeamish stuff. So I can't wait for that one. But for now, let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? So, on this something to scream about, we've been very lucky. We've been treated to a, um, uh, let's say, a screener of um, a new movie uh, that's out. I believe it's available now on streaming services. Um, it was shown at Fright Fest as well, and it went down really well. We got a treat, and we got to watch a movie called Good Boy, and it's a Norwegian film, um, and it's directed by Vijabo. And uh, yeah, I'm, we're going to have a little chat about it right now. Yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime, actually. So all oh, right, check this one out. Oh, so you you sent a couple of we got a couple of screeners to watch. Um, so we we dove into this one. Um, at the time and the title, and we saw the bloke, um, producer and stuff like putting up posters when we did make it to Fright Fest on the Friday. So as what we good believe build. was like a little PR stunt. He was putting up <laughs> lost posters of, of a dog. I yeah, think it, gor- was, it must have been to do with that. Yeah, must have been guerrilla marketing and it's best. I liked it. Um, but yeah, and this just smelled of weird. And it didn't disappoint really, did it? Um, <laughs> what do we, character wise, you're kind of looking at. Um, uh, so you've got Christian Iverson, Sigrid and Frank. Pretty much. I mean, you got a best mate as well, but you know, Christian um is like a lonely millionaire. And Sigrid uh is you know, they're both on Tinder, they go on a meet up on a date and Is that what it was, Tinder? Yeah, it's like their version of Tinder, I guess. They're on a date and you know, they get it on, they're getting on. And then there's some weirdness um in in entails when uh Christian introduces Frank the dog or similar to manfish is it a dog you know does he identify as a dog it's like literally it is a man in a suit who and the the the, the mouth of the, the dog is kind of cool but the other the rest of the suit is just literally like something you see in a costume shop uh, which is I really think, strange yeah which kind of presents itself as weird anyway because you're like okay this is and i i genuinely at this point in the movie i'm like ah so he's really a dog fuck and i didn't see anything untoward i just thought this is great this is weird and she sort of runs a bit scared uh or she like sort of you know first date sort of slept with a guy oh he's got a fucking guy that he lives with dressed as a dog probably not going to go back until she finds out that he's got money (laughs) um good old sigrid but I generally thought this is great. 
this is a this is a weird guy in a dog suit and we're going to see some weird shit especially when she starts make start saying some weird sex shit like i thought she was going to try i thought they were going to have she was going to have sex with the dog or the guy in the dog suit at one stage i thought that was on the cards mm. um i i just felt like this frank was gonna do some weird stuff i i thought it was it it kind of sends you down the path of that the dog is the creepy thing that it does a really good job of making you think that frank the dog is a wrong and i thought uh as i was watching i was like oh, here we go it's going to be it's going to go to the point of frank's going to be jealous because there's a new girl in the in the picture he's not going to like it and it's probably going to end up in him fucking going crazy or trying to do something to her or both of them um which is really strange like i just yeah the whole film is just weird <laughs> i mean there's a massive thing running through it obviously because the main guy what's his name sorry uh christian christian he's obviously a control freak as well as like uh, uh an obsession with you know having keeping a person which we find out against their will as a dog dressed <laughs> up as a dog yeah i'm not sure how long i'd last but he does give off a very subtle vibe of that it's very subtle yeah yeah because yeah. it's like it's the it starts off with like the way he cooks and prepares and washes and he's a very clean man he's like he's very well dressed he's obviously got a lot of money and he does things at certain times and you know and it has to be his way and that, that's when she f- figures it out that he's like the first rule of kind of any movie when someone takes your phone away they're probably gonna be a fucking wrong one yep that's and that's true. when madness ensues because i take it he lives in a house that's kind of in the middle of nowhere but they went on holiday to the cabin so they mm. went on the, they went to the holiday home didn't they oh yeah uh, possibly. and um you know they've got all got to stay in one room <laughs> um and yeah we get i don't know if we want how much we want to discuss but it's just the next 25 minutes or so is just um it's just very, very a mess of just like what the absolute shit is going to happen. And then the way it ends is just like, oh, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should go into the spoilers at the end. But before the end, there's some crazy stuff that goes down. That. Is out there, it's out there, but it's just like it's it unique. Just, gives you a bit more insight about kind of what he's about and why he's doing it i'd say yeah. i don't know if the director's done much more but it doesn't really matter stuff out of norway seems to be always just weird and fucking wonderful like you know look at troll hunter um what's that one on the fr- frozen or something like that was it uh the, the one they're stuck on a ski lift the, the norway does seems to deliver there's something mm-hmm. about these scandinavians that just have like some weird shit that, that in their heads that's <laughs> fucking great more please <laughs> i mean yeah i mean it must have been quite a low budgeted film as well because but it's done really well yeah really, really uh, well. and you guys it's available on amazon prime so go and check this fucking we, you, you 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 know man fish is on 
um shudder so yeah like, definitely uh, i'd do it double header mate i'd do oh. manfish and all this and then manfish that'd be amazing good boy and then <laughs> manfish like do a, a double like thing that is a friday night that i would look forward to <laughs> yeah have a couple of beers get a pizza in yeah sit back relax and enjoy the fun 100 <laughs> percent. um but yeah thank you very much for the screener loved it yeah more of that and we're really we're, really good definitely go definitely go seek that out it's called good boy good boy good boy sit sit boo boo sit (laughs) and now it's time i think to move on to our movie from the vault class you don't understand learning do you (laughs) mr dickens file those test papers these test papers man File. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> They're fine. All they try and do at this school is mold us into exactly everything that we hate. So what do you want to do tonight? I've been thinking about it. A little scared. At least that bitch, Miss Storm, won't give us any more trouble. She finally got what she deserved. There's certain laws we can't break. This is real trouble, real jail. should have hurt my darling all right paul stevens's pick as he's not here i will uh read the synopsis out for this amazing movie from the 19 from 1989 directed by douglas grossman hell high the teachers are tough but their exams are murder a teacher still haunted by the death of two teens that she accidentally caused as a young girl goes berserk when four teens start harassing her and then attack her in her home it's very much a cross between a home invasion movie and a teenage sort of revenge weird prom night don't know what's going on so yeah hell high i like the other title because there's two for this isn't it there's hell high and Yes, yeah, uh, Hell High or Real Trouble. <laughs> I think I like Real Trouble better than Hell High. I think it fits the movie a little bit better. I think Hell High. Uh, yeah, but as a, as a marketing stance, though. Yeah, these trip the, the, the posters. Posters, sick. What, what do you think about this, Matt? I mean, we're both virgins. We both haven't seen this one, so <laughs> hit me. Yeah, I don't know. I, do, I was expecting a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's it's a very, very strange story because it's not like it's definitely not paint by numbers, but it's almost I don't know. It's almost like some of the film was just done kind of off the hip. Some of it. I don't know. Some of the choices in this is very, very strange. I mean, let's from the start. Right. Let's the title cards. It's like it's like the opening of a kind of movie that you would watch on TV. There is literally, it's just red words of all the actors 
but the music's fantastic to go along with it well, the music is good but it's very very rare that you see a film start with just title cards and nothing else with no filming at all at all mm-hmm. um however i love the fucking start of it i was don't, intrigued i was like this is fucking weird don't go play down the brook or you'll get a spanking <laughs> yeah exactly and like but but it's okay to let her out in a full-on like all i can think of as a party dress which is like a big frilly pink dress like like she looked like she was going to a party down the woods don't go on those marshes otherwise i'm gonna give you a spanking some fucking dodgy um cabin in the middle of a field that you know people can just turn up to and I mean, there is a level of misogyny in this movie that is just There is an outrageous, <laughs> outrageous, this would never in a million trillion years be made nowadays. I so, mean, yeah, we've got to talk about the, the first two teenagers with the biker dude, like suddenly chucking it, chucking the girl down on the hay and then just giving, giving her, giving her whammers a good old, you know, play. That's a, that's his foreplay. I'm just going to keep hitting them until she says that I can pull the rest down. Nope. <laughs> so, so weird. But what did he do wrong? He tore a dolly's head off. Tore, out of all the misogyny that he came out of his fucking mouth, the one thing he shouldn't have done was rip the dolly's head off. <laughs> and I got, I got to give the little girl um, props. I was like, what is she doing? Like, she's just like loading all this kind of like, that this is like, if you remember rightly, loading all the bucket up with the slime off the floor. And we'll get back to that later. So she's loading all this slime off the floor into a bucket. And then I'm thinking, what's she going to do with that? They've all, already driven her off. And then I didn't realize they were actually, he was actually turning around. So he turns the bike around to come back. And she just throws this fucking, well, <laughs> mud at their faces. And, uh, yeah, they're getting impaled, which I thought was quite good. The, the 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 effects on the impalement and stuff looked pretty cool. Yeah, I'll give you them. The first two deaf bits struggling as well. You know, they definitely, des- well, he definitely deserved it. And it was an accident. Yeah, she didn't deserve it. <laughs> there was, but the, this is where it gets a bit odd. Because... We've sort of seen this accidental death and the revenge coming back and all that sort of stuff, but it's not that. Um, there's there's obviously a a town tale about this, which we don't really hear, and it's not played upon that well, apart from you know Dickens and stuff. But it's not really played, and it's not really discussed as much as you would do, or drip driven down our throats as you would usually would yeah. in, a, in this sort of True. movie. True. So, okay, so 18 years later, we pretty much know that Miss Storm is the fucking little kid, right? I mean, that's not... Yeah. I don't know if they've hidden that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they... they, they, Again, they don't directly say that, but you can kind of tell. Because it it matches about right, doesn't it? About the age and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We immediately know, as an audience, I think, more than the obviously the the uh, actors and stuff that she is probably miss miss storm is probably the little kid and she's um, a pathetic science teacher <laughs> yeah 
Yes, although she's got still got a bit of anger. We know that there's something not right. She's a bit there's something about her. All teachers are a little bit unhinged, right? <laughs> um, but then we get a nice little dress prank, you know, little some high school angst and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a football team and somebody's. Up, I mean, this crew are like more it's like something out of class of Newcomb High. They're sort of in well, between. It's like it's like they've gone. I, they've gone. I would like. I'd like them to be a bit unruly, like class and you can hide, but I don't want them that crazy. I want to pull them back. I want them to be a bit between that and Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like, it's definitely got that high school feel of, of like uh, a John Hughes movie where they've gone. They have to, we have to have, we have to have the rogue. We have to have the lovable, lovable guy. We've got to have the girl and then we've got to have the goof, the goofball. Yeah. What's his name? Smiler. Smiler. Smiler, yeah. But they're fucking like they are subtly worse. They're ne- they are absolute Neanderthals. I mean, what we get on to lay fucking it's like, yeah, this was where it took a good old good twist. They ain't they they're sort of like hijinks and pranks get worse and worse and worse and um there's some bits in this movie that are very, very questionable. Mm. Um, well, they well, they, re- they recruit John John. John John. Which is the ex-football player because he gets kicked out of the football team. Well, I think he leaves. I think that's because they weren't happy. Old um, Gestapo coach in his leather jacket wasn't really happy that he left. And then they kind of, <clears throat> the kind of like Waif and Strays kind of adopt him in, didn't they? And they're like, oh, you can chill with us. And then it's like, and, and and they get to know each other. And the, the weirdest thing, right, is they get there's this massive scene of where they kind of go to the football game and they kind of start, like you say, it starts kind of low. You know, they, they come onto the field with, with an open top car, which was awkward because they just kept going around and around. Um, and then what's really weird, there's this really weird twist in this movie when it cuts to another scene, it's like literally John John in a car driving for about five minutes, looking for a house, for literally five minutes. With with obviously because they tried to ram the soundtrack in yes. a little bit, and it's literally a whole song with him just looking out the window, driving Singing along, and kind of just looking at the houses. So and it's just the weirdest scene, transition but, scene ever. But before that, there's a bit of stalking. You know, this the director's a little bit obsessed with breasts. Oh, yeah. We get Miss Storm in the shower. Um, Queenie, who is probably one of the weirdest characters I think I've seen. She's so, like, horny, but not in that sort of outlandish Return of the Living Dead sort of way. She's kind of psychopathic. Well, she, you don't really... Or a sociopath. See this. You don't really see this, because she's... She's obviously John. John's got a bit of a crush on her, and she's got a um, crush on him, hasn't she? <laughs> and then, and then she seems quite normal because, like, you know, and she's quite strong character as well because he's like, mm. obviously, he's in a room, and she's like, "Hang on, look away while I, you know, get my top on." <laughs> and then, literally, she goes, "I'm done," and he looks back, and she's literally got her tits out. Like, okay, um, so she's quite front full on um and yeah and then yeah we're going to talk about the peeping tom bit <laughs> like 
the peeping tom bit getting a bit ahead of myself no that's fine yeah like obviously a little bit of stalking there it's like you don't know what they're gonna do but they end up just like we're looking at her through the window uh, getting off a little bit in the shower and you're like okay because he kind of what the whole point is dickens wants revenge because he got showed up in class that's that's, that's really what the pretentious movie right you got slapped yeah <laughs> oh you got slapped as well yeah sorry he just wants a bit of revenge um but the main sort of part of this is the revenge part which you know they they sort of put together it's like masks were cool yeah i put that in my notes the masks were cool masks were very cool but as normal, things go a little bit wrong at, at this point in the movie. But well, they, what they decide to do is really far-fetched as well. It's like, okay, we need a scene where we're going to be at the marshes and they're just going to collect bin bags of slime. Like loads of bin bags, like four bin bags of slime. And then it gets a little bit rapey again in the marshes. Not too rapey. I mean, they just had a little snog. It wasn't rapey then. It was rapey back at the yeah, house. Then Dickens comes in and slaps her ass, and she's like, "Get away from me, you freak!" Yeah, and there's sort of a very, an undertone of the fact that they're used to Dickens being quite rapey by the sounds yes. of things. But okay, so when they do this, they do a little prank on the storm. You chuck a bit of slime on her, and they start stalking around the house, and then she she gets. Miss Brooke. Miss Brooke comes down. She has a little storm. I keep thinking of like a porn star when you keep saying Miss Storm. I thought it was Miss Storm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Miss Storm and then Miss Brooke, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm looking here. I wrote down Miss Storm throughout. Booney, Miss Brooke. I swear swear they were calling her Miss Storm all the way through. Maybe they were. (laughs) I've I've not watched it. Maybe, Maybe they did. I I've watched that. I I sort of uh, wrote that down quite a lot. So I, if, if that would be quite hilarious if I've just literally heard the the wrong um, the wrong person throughout this. I will fucking crack crack up. No, you're right, Miss Brooke. No. Miss Brooke. I oh, know Miss Brooke Storm. Miss Brooke Storm. Yeah. So you're right. Okay. Cool. That's good to know. I'm not going mad. Um, Dickens takes things a little bit too far. But then we kind of expect that from that sort of character, usually in a movie, right? After the sliming, yeah. After the sliming. So they're they're tormenting uh, Miss Storm. They're they're, they're literally tormenting her. And you can tell that she's just going fucking nuts and losing it. And she's obviously got some sort of PTSD going on. Like, we don't know what's going on. But yeah, her friend her friend comes down around to console her, doesn't she? And she's like, don't worry, they seem to have gone. It's fine. Just take a sedative and go and chill out and you'll be fine. And And then she goes up and she kind of takes the sedative and goes up to bed. But obviously they're not gone. They're on the roof. And then this is where Dickens goes into basically molest her on the bed. Um, and this is where it fucking turned for me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because it, it, it's another another sort of level of fucked upness. And that's what I think this movie it's kind of like just like you said it's squirreled it's everywhere 
this is like quite messed up what happens but, in that room yeah i mean it, it's but this is the thing the choices they make is, is really strange it's like first of all they want to do like a horror high school horror kind of thing and then it goes just like really dark really dark so queenie enters the room witnesses dickens basically molesting the t-shirt teacher and going hey don't do that you perv like and literally telling him he can't do that and then she goes if you want to do it you've got to do it right <laughs> and then i was like what and then she literally jumps on top of her and starts fondling the teacher's breasts while she's out of it and i was like i thought queenie was a good one nope. i didn't know did not know <laughs> she was a fucking wrong one yeah so that i don't know where that could go that was going to go obviously it was probably going to go a little bit too far um if uh john john hadn't have been the hero in his own way ish but she t- takes the best swan dive out of a fucking window i've ever seen you know teacher does, yeah yeah, yeah that's, that was beautiful that was something something else but she's not dead and then we get a little it's like a little bit sort of like it doesn't go as far as like I suppose last house on the left and I spit on your grave, but it was like almost there, almost there. And mm. uh, then we do get like that little bit of a, a revenge, you know, at the end, everyone sort of like dies in the most gruesome way possible. Well, not gruesome way. There's some questionable ones, but yeah, there is some good deaths in it. That rock, that rock. They didn't have, you know, obviously didn't have a special effects budget that the, the, the rock on the head, um we could see that you know in another movie that that head is disappearing into mulch <laughs> yeah mm. but it's good it was brutal that last sort of like 10 minutes one of my favorite lines from dickens is fucking girls always trying to break my balls <laughs> it, it has some really it, it was really different to what we sort of watched which i think is one of the it was really sort of seedy and it wasn't traditionally sort of that teen stalker horror movie or it wasn't at the same time a real dark revenge it was sort of just like something different something in the middle he hasn't done a lot so there's there's probably reasons why that because you know well in my eyes there's a film that does it better which we've both seen which is class of 1984 which yeah to me i think is if you're going to watch one or the other, that's how you do it. Agree. Agree totally. I totally agree. That's probably a good little sort of roundup, a roundup to it. But it is, I think it is kind of, it is a good pick and it's special and it's unique. It's so random. And I can see why Arrow did a release of it 100%. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it is right up there in terms of just like complete randomness and just like, what the fuck? And the director sort of, came and went which is weird <laughs> or not so much mm-hmm. um but there we go how high oh suppose we better get on to some matt's facts if you've got any yeah i've got a few it wasn't a lot it wasn't a lot but i i, I found some so it was, it was literally shot in 1985 um completed in 1986 but it did not actually get released in 1989 and that was almost two years after star Christopher Stryker's death. So the guy that played Dickens um, actually died in real life, which is, and he was only like 27. I mean, let's let's not forget the classic American high school movie where they're all like in their late 20s. 
playing like 16 year olds 17 year olds or whatever which i find hilarious yeah star maureen mooney which was uh, uh miss storm uh, was pregnant throughout the production in later scenes with her required hiding mooney's swelling stomach oh <laughs> don't know how she's done all those stunts and everything no um how high was originally entitled what do you want to do tonight but the distributors opted for a more generic horror movie title for its release okay i would like i would like that title <laughs> apparently christopher striker the guy that played um uh, dickens came up with the idea for dickens to eat a raw hot dog that wasn't interesting okay that wasn't in the movie was it it must have been cut out then like, <laughs> literally i've got that as a fact i can't remember that yeah yeah i don't remember that maybe he did maybe we just missed it according to the dvd commentary by director douglas grossman maureen mooney and christopher striker did not get along in real life because of their construct constraining acting styles interesting okay. and th- there was a kill the kill list was da, 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 da. six, maybe six. five, six, six. Not bad, not bad. Mm, I think some of the kills for me could have been it, it, like it starts off really good for me, and then it just goes down a little bit down in my expectation. It takes a twist in the house, and then it just kind of wrapped everything up real quick with the kills for me. Um, that's where it kind of let itself go a little bit at the end. Could have I done... think if I hadn't seen as as good films as like Class of 1984 and Class of Newcomb High and all that sort of stuff, I think if I'd seen this first, maybe I would have rated it a bit higher. But you know, six kills, six for me. It's getting a getting a six. six nearly out get, of ten. Nearly getting a seven. It's just. I think for me, it's more of a six. For me. But okay. Jordy Paul has sent me his, his little his little <laughs> review. Should I just okay. read this out? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he's he's headed it. So dot 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 how high. Great start, then all over the place. A simple idea stretched way too long with bizarre long camera shots of driving around. Is that <laughs> what I said? A really weird turn with a, a <laughs> with the rapey bit. <laughs> then why she throws herself out of the window, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> then took an, a- an age to get to her to wake back up. And let's not forget the hero set an innocent man up to be arrested for his crimes. That is very true. We didn't yeah, it. <laughs> uh, they could have made it better by having the teacher have some sort of basement where she kept their bodies and shit and then went all leather face on them. Missed opportunity. Also, the single worst example of American football on film I've ever seen. It was the weird. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Totally, they were all bunched up, and yeah, even I knew that, and I don't even watch it. Um, he's basically said four out of ten for the start and the boobs. <laughs> Thank you, Jordy Paul. And I watched it. He said, and I watched. No one will save you, and it was really impressive. Good. All right, nice Talked one. Talked about earlier. Like having a roller coaster. <laughs> right. Fucking shite. My pick. Right, it is your pick. We've got a special event for next episode because we it's gonna be 140. So we've reached another 
uh, you know, another 10. This seems kind of, kind of fast, <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, it's Friday the 13th. Dun, dun, dun. So, I'm going to make us watch two movies. We've never done this before, but because it's 100, episode 140, let's review two oh. Friday the 13th movies. Let's get two of them Bloody out, yeah. on the sh- on the cards. Because I'm sure, you know, we don't need to, there's 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 going to be a good amount of talk enough for the two. So we're going to watch Friday the 13th, if you're happy with that, part three and the four, the final chapter, a.k.a. number four. You happy with that? Cool. I'm happy with that. Yeah, off, off two Friday the 13th movies on a special Friday the 13th event. Sounds good. All right, then. Hopefully you can watch them all. I've got them on DVD. <laughs> I think I've got them. Yeah, sure. Good luck, Jolly Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you work in a fucking music video shop right now, so let's hopefully you can watch them. Cool. Sounds no video. <laughs> yeah, so Friday the 13th, part three, and the final chapter. It's only because there's a couple. I think, I don't think these ones are the Corey Feldman ones, are they? can't remember when Corey Feldman comes into it, if it's three or if it's four or if it's even... No, it's, I think it is. It is. Yeah. It yeah. Is. So there we go. All right, then. That leads us uh, to the end of another lovely episode. We missed you, Paul. We really did. Thank you very much for Hell High. Um, breathers, go out and watch it and look at the debauchery. Fucking <laughs> crazy one. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, moving on to episode 104. 40 our main review will be Sorex. we will probably investigate for something to scream about maybe doing having a little look into franchises that uh, made it all the way to 10 and beyond and have a little discussion about that and i've just pulled from the vault friday the 13th part three and friday the 13th the final chapter a first two movie from the vaults <laughs> And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.